0: Welcome to Healthy Churches ABNWT, a resource created by and for PAOC Alberta and Northwest Territories pastors and ministry leaders. The focus is on leadership development and congregational health. The goal is to help you reach more people. Visit abnwt.com for more information. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. My name is Jeremiah Rabel, and we're talking to Alberta, Northwest Territories leaders about leadership and church health. Our goal is to help you reach more people. So I encourage you to share these podcasts with your team and get some discussion going on some of the principles that are mentioned in these podcasts. Today I have with me Keith Bishop. He's served our fellowship for 39 years. Most recently he has served as an interim pastor in our region, has helped transition six churches in the past five years. So welcome, Keith. Thank you. Good to be here. So, you've been involved in a lot of transitions as an interim pastor. So, talk to us a bit about the idea of ending well. Uh, Where have you seen things succeed in that era? What typically
1: happens when somebody is ending well, they have a confidence that they have heard from God. They actually have that confidence. They're not leaving for the other reasons that are typically uh, out there. Yeah. Somebody asked me, in fact, I've been asked a number of times by boards over the years, they said, why does a pastor actually really leave? And the answer I gave them was, it's one of three reasons. The first one is because they feel unappreciated. A pastor feels underappreciated. He will move on even though he may feel called. And the second one is that he feels, you know, he's, on, he's underpaid. He can't make ends meet anymore. And the third one is that God actually spoke to him. Mm. God actually told him to move on. And that is the ideal situation. When you're moving on, that you would actually move on because you feel you have heard a, that, that still small voice that prompts you. And you just know that your season of, of service in that location it has come to a conclusion. And where have you seen it
0: go off the rails?
1: Where it goes off the rails is when somebody leaves for the wrong reasons. Yeah. They're frustrated. They put, uh, frankly, they put God in those boxes that say, you know, something's got to be done by such and such a time. Uh, recently, I was talking with a colleague, and he's, he's put, he says, if, if God doesn't do something by such and such a date, well, I'm going to move on. Hmm. And then he keeps moving the date, though. He keeps, you know, because he, cause he knows in his heart that's not the right way to go. Right. But I assure you that if he goes and he leaves that church based on that kind of scenario, he, he, the church is going to be left in a bad spot. Yeah. And so, that's that's not healthy. Yeah. So, the best health is going to come when you leave and you take what I call the high road, which we, we've all heard that expression, which right. means basically you're going to leave um, on a positive note. And you're going to go with the sense that, you know, I've fulfilled what
0: God has called me to do. So, if I'm having thoughts about, you know, leaving, taking the next step, what's the best way? For, how do I process through all those three things you're talking about, you know, to really know, am I hearing from God or is it the other two scenarios? I think what I've often
1: shared with people is this. If you really truly want to know and ascertain what God's will is for your life, set apart three days to fast and pray. Most people will hear from God by the time they miss their second lunch. <laughs> it is a true statement. Wow, Where they actually seek God and say, God, what do you want from me? Like, what do you truly want? And I think that, uh, I mean, over the years you see a bit of a uh, roller coaster on, on some of these uh, convictions of how you're supposed to pastor or not pastor. One of the things that used to be embraced a few years ago was, you know, a pastor pulling away for two or three days a alone, seeking God, you know, not necessarily fasting, but getting alone with God. And I think sometimes, because that is missing, the frustrations and the disappointments come flooding in, which of course they're always going to be there at times, and that has been the motivator for them to say, okay, I am done. And then they leave on a negative note, and of course that becomes very, um, very um, cancerous for the congregation, because they have to process that.
0: Right. Right. Now some some pastors stay too long, uh, you know. They're there, but talk to us a little bit about about that, what you've seen. Well, I, I have this little cliche that I
1: made up a few years ago, and I it just came out of conviction when I was doing one of my interims. And I said to some of the staff members, I said, God never created His church to provide anyone with a job; that He just doesn't do that, right. you know. So, so you know. The idea that, you know, God led me here, yes he did, and now I'm going to stay here no matter what until... I either pass away or I retire, I think is uh, not serving the body well. Mm. I think it's much better to come with the approach and say, God, I serve at your pleasure. I will stay here. I will serve at your pleasure, Lord, as long as you tell me to do what I'm doing. But I think sometimes people will stay longer because they look at other things, and I'm not saying you're supposed to completely divorce yourself to all the realities of, you know, keeping body and soul together. I get right. it. Yeah. You know, we all have to have an income. I, I understand all those things, but when you are staying on to simply receive a salary, and you are no longer staying on because of the conviction of God, you have long since stopped weeping over your community. You do your church and your community a great disservice by staying on to receive a salary. And I, I know you need the money. We all need the money. I get it. But my friends, that is not the answer.
0: So what do you do in that situation? You're you're like, hey, maybe that's me, you know. what What would you recommend that I do to kind of test my motives. Well,
1: we have to activate the faith we've been preaching about all these years. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we we have to actually activate it. You know, when I finished up at Calvary Church after 15 years, thriving ministry, I left at a wonderful time. Okay, I really did, because it was God's timing. Yeah. And when I left that place... I did not know where I was going. Typically in the past, frankly, I did. I knew where I was going. I would resign one place and I'd be hooked up to another place 30 days or 60 days later. Right, right. But in this case, I didn't. Many of my colleagues said, Keith, you're crazy. Don't do this. You know, you're in a good place of influence, You're, you're et cetera, et cetera. You know, you're not going to just... You know, walk into another ministry like this. And I understood their argument, but I had this one big problem, and that was the conviction of the Holy Spirit that we were finished there, not in a negative way, but we were just finished. And as a result of leaving on such a positive note, interesting, this week I received a a text from one of the board members, and I'm invited to come back and preach there in in 2019. And so, I mean, if you leave well, God will make a way. But I didn't know where I was going. going. I didn't know what I was going to do, but isn't it interesting? I no more than left that, moved back to Alberta, and then I did interim after interim. None of it was pre-planned. It it just happened. It fell into place. God's provision and our effectiveness, maybe not on such a grandiose uh, scale, but our effectiveness with those people that we served and served with
0: uh, was effective. So, there is a challenge for us to have the faith that we're preaching about in our own calling. Because not everything is so secure, is it?
1: Exactly. Like, we, we get offended when somebody refers to us as a hireling. Uh, we know that the Lord talked about that in His Holy Word. He talked about about the hireling, and, you know, to be truthful about it, Many of us are just that. <laughs> wow. We are hirelings because, you know, you pull the salary back or you even pair it back because of a, of a reversal in your finances in your church. And we have guys that will bail out. They will go. They will leave that flock based purely upon the finances. And again, I'm a realist. I need money. I raise a large family with one income, uh, you know, through years of, of ministry. But God was faithful, and he is still faithful. Yeah. And we're doing just fine. Yeah. Because it's not just about the money. Yes, you need money, but you need to be in God's perfect will, and you have to seek that. And many of my colleagues do that, and I I, I learn from them. They're an inspiration to me. Sure, yeah. But naturally, there's also others that say, no, 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 you're way off on this, Keith. I, I, I need the income, and God has given me this job, and so I will stick to it. And I go back to No, just a minute. You serve at the pleasure of the Lord. Yeah. And you know right well you're done. You're just hanging in for the money. That's not
0: the way to go. What about some of those pastors that are hanging in because they are afraid that if they leave the church will shut down. So you know, or or they're looking for their own replacement. Uh, what would you say there?
1: That's a really good one, Jeremiah, because I think that there's a bit of a buzzword in our, in our fellowship and certainly in other fellowships too, and that is succession right. and, this, and this thought. And we have some wonderful examples where succession has worked beautifully, really beautifully. But I would respectfully suggest that those are uh, exceptions. They're not the rule. Okay. And I would also say this, that I would say that God has not called us in most cases to find our replacement. That's his job, and we need to trust the process, the the process that is in place, and it's not our job to try to find a a successor. And I think many of my colleagues have tried to do that unsuccessfully, a very painful process. And what happens, Jeremiah, is this, okay, let's say you decide, okay, over the next few years, I'm going to find somebody that's going to succeed me, and this is going to help the ministry carry on, and so on and so forth. Okay, I understand. Maybe in a pure heart, yeah, you know, wonderful. But what happens is that we'll start going along. They'll bring somebody in on a full time basis as an associate. That associate is supposed to be set up to become the new pastor. And what happens is the new pa- the the associate will become more and more popular. The lead pastor gets threatened. Wow. Dare, dare I say more? And then yeah. all of a sudden, the lead pastor initiates. Uh, you know what? He's not the right guy. And off he goes, and then the process starts over, because we're trying to get involved in something that really, what we're really saying is that we don't trust the people of the congregation, and we don't trust the process. Oh, wow. And I would suggest to you that that is short-sighted. And many of my colleagues struggle with letting go because they are feeling that, oh no, I got to make sure that my legacy carries on and so on and so forth. No, no, you actually don't. You have to finish well. Hmm. And that's what's going to ensure a positive legacy. And trust the process, trust God. You are not responsible to try to set up and control the future in your absence. And I fear that sometimes we're trying to do that.
0: Some of us talk about, if I leave, the church could shut down. You know, I I just don't know if it's going to be sustainable. And that's why they stay. What do you say to that?
1: Well, I I understand the feeling, especially in the rural setting, because it is becoming more and more difficult to find pastoral leadership for the rural the rural Albertas and throughout all of Canada, for that matter. Of course. Because people are more inclined toward the cities. Uh, And there's many other reasons, but the bottom line is you cannot find easily a replacement in the rural setting. But one of our colleagues here in the north resigned here recently after 30 years of ministry, and uh, he was more interested in obeying what the Holy Spirit was leading him to do By way of resigning after 30 years and leaving the community, opposed to trying to set up uh, someone to come in. And now, is that congregation at risk? In some ways, they are. But I say this, guys, you know, men and women, you know, as you are looking at your ministry over the years, have a little more faith in how you have trained them. You've trained them well. You've done a good job. Now, surely you can believe God, the Holy Spirit, to help them in your absence. Right? And we are not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, we are a gift to the church, granted, <laughs> but we're 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 not there to replace the Holy Spirit and what God wants to do through those people. And so, you've trained them well. Now, now trust them to follow your 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 guidance. Naturally, you're going to leave with some good guidance, and you're going to be available to them, be a sounding board, possibly even for a short season in their in their transition. It, you know, you have to play that by ear and, yeah. and and just work that out. But again, I I think that there's the idea I'm going to stay because the church will implode if I leave. Uh, it could be true in some cases. Let's face it; in some other cases. Uh, dare I say it so bluntly that maybe there's a little ego involved there.
0: <laughs> wow, wow. And you know, going back to the idea that I'm just trusting the process, trust the Holy Spirit, um, that's very powerful. Now, some pastors leave too early. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about what you've seen there and why you think that's the case.
1: Well, some pastors leave too early because <laughs> I think maybe they have come into a, a situation where they feel that if God is with them, it's all going to go really quite smoothly now usually but not always, this is more indicative of uh someone who is uh a rookie at doing uh, pastoral work you know they come in with a bit of a um, idea that everything they touch will turn to gold, and it doesn't it doesn't happen, <laughs> and so it becomes very difficult, and my heart goes out to these colleagues who are struggling with this and they're kind of like, well, it'd be better if I got out of the way. But to those guys, to those people, I say, well, just just hold it because uh, go back to why you're there in the first place. Did God call you there? Because I'm really big on that, Jeremiah. I still believe that God called you specifically to a place for a season for a reason. Right. And I frankly wouldn't. I wouldn't be interested in going into a place long-term without the confidence that God had directed me to do that because I know the storm will come. And when the storm comes, I'm like anybody else. I'm like, okay, there's a big storm here. I'm getting out of the way. Right. Unless I've already heard from the Lord that Lord, he told me to be there and so on. You know what right. I'm saying? And hanging in there. Yeah. So, people should not jump too quickly, because it is getting difficult, one of the great examples we have we have we have a super example here in in Edmonton, uh, where a pastor i can't, i won 't even try to tell his story except to say that he and his wife had every reason to leave because the pressure was on so great, but again, they had a confidence and a conviction. That God had called them to serve that church, and they hung in there twenty nine years and have done a tremendous job. But they had a season that was so difficult that uh, they were uh, many many thought that they should leave just for their own safety. Hmm. And that's a that's that's a dramatic situation. But at the end of the day, the call of God is what's going to hold you. The call of God is what's going to hold you in that place. And try to get back to the basics. Why did you come there in the first place? Why did you make the decision to go there? And if those were your motives were pure then and your thoughts were pure, uh, don't be too quick to pull the pin, um, unless you're really confident that it's of the Lord.
0: So give us some keys to ending well. What should we be processing, considering in our pastoral lives?
1: Well... When it comes to ending well, I think naturally you want to be in one accord with your spouse. Uh, You truly do. You want to be in one accord. You want to have it talked through, prayed through. Maybe you've had a relationship, as I've enjoyed, a relationship with with your board that you can actually even include them in the process. I've been very fortunate to have that. That's not always available, but so you have to use wisdom with that because sometimes if you talk to the board about it in advance, it's going to very much weaken your leadership. In fact, it's going to even hasten your departure and you won't have a choice anymore because you will have burnt those bridges. However, if you have a really tight relationship with your board and you can trust them and they trust you and they really want the will of God and you've trained them that way, you can actually include the board in some of those discussions. Some of the specifics, Jeremiah, I would like to say are, number one, um, be very specific about your exit date. Hmm. Whatever your exit date is, say it, declare it, don't change it, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, you, you can't stand up for a congregation on one Sunday and say the lord has told me and i feel god directing us and we're leaving on march 1st only to get up 2 weeks later and say oh now it's june 5th and then change it again oh now it's september 5th you know that is that is not healthy again sometimes we have a desire to control the outcome of a transition and that really is not our job our job is to set the stage correctly so that the process will work correctly, whatever that process would be as dictated by your constitution and of course by the word of God. So be very specific about an exit date. Um, no generalities. Stick to that date. Mm, also, be, be determined to to leave, as I uh, indicated earlier, uh, using the high road. Don't use the low road. This is not an opportunity to Get one last dig in on somebody <laughs> yeah. who was has been a pain in your side for the last ten years. Yeah, you know, don't don't do that. Take the high road. Keep it positive. Try to leave on such a, a note, even though some people are going to be upset. They're going to some people are going to cry. Some people are going to dance and laugh. <laughs> you know, right. so, but tr- but try to stay focused on on what you're doing and uh, and and leave well. Be kind spirited. Bind up any wounds that may be evident with that uh, sweet, sincere approach that you have used at times when people in your congregation have been grieving. Because even though you may not think of yourself too highly or maybe you see yourself as falling short on this, this, and this, there's going to be people in your congregation that will be actually quite grieved because you're leaving be sensitive to that mm. you know this reality they may need to come and sit down and even be angry with you for a moment and say pastor how can you leave us how can you do this and and you need to be patient and loving and explain to them that your job is to fulfill the call of god on your life and 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 reassure them that you're not leaving because because uh so and so has been uh, less than gracious with you and everybody knows it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh, like so don't don't go there right. but rather stick to the point that no you've not been driven out by anybody you have actually you have actually sought the lord now were these other things factors yes but You don't have to tell the world all the intricacies of your relationship with God and how you came to your conclusion. Be gracious in leaving. Mm. Be gracious. You don't have to say everything you know. It's okay not to say everything you know. It's okay to leave them as healthy as possible and leave them so that they're able to carry on and follow Christ because that's what it's all about.
0: Thank you so much for joining us and taking the time to join the conversation. Please share this with your team and let's keep moving forward and reaching the 4.1 million souls in our region. Until next time.